Can everybody hear me? Yes, I'm yes. ready to yes. be stumped. Are you going to stump us? I am going to stump you. Oh, I'm definitely going to be stumped. Because <laughs> if we're going to continue the trend of the previous episode in which I was reading quotes from classic literature <laughs> and everyone found it to be too obscure, then yes, no one's going to get any of the questions right. Although, however, there were a couple people on staff, I won't name names, who listened to our episode where we were trying to guess the quotes from books, and they said they got every one without... Oh, oh! I, I heard all about how they were like shouting at their radio. That's right. Going, it's such and such book is not Marley and me. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to A Little Too Quiet. It's the Ferndale Library podcast. It's brought to you by the friends of the Ferndale Library. My name is Jeff, and you just heard Aaron talking about Marley and me. Hi, Aaron. Hello. And Sarah's with us again. Hi, thanks for having me back. And Susan's with us. Hello, Susan. Hello. So uh, I'm going to be poorly describing books for you is that that's the idea here right this is stump the yes. librarian as though i'm approaching a reference desk with a very vague idea of what the book i'm looking for is about or possibly even what the cover looks like you know to be fair especially in children's we do get that a lot where okay a child only knows like it's the book with the picture of the map and there's a giant car on it. And you're like, of course. Okay. Yeah. Is this a car book? I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> we figure it out. Aaron, I think that you would maybe be surprised that this is also how adults describe books that they're looking for. <laughs> it's good to know that something's never changed. I read it last year, but there's a car on the cover. It's got a blue, it's a blue, blue cover. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a lawyer. I think he drove a Lincoln. <laughs> Turns out neither of these things are true about the book, but that's just, they rolled several books together. <laughs> that happens sometimes. So you all have your shakers again as buzzers. Uh, you don't, you, you won't, you'll, you won't have to hold them up to the microphone. You can keep them at table level, but make sure you are at the microphone so that you can answer questions. Uh, are we ready to begin? I will say that there's the point system is you'll get a point for guessing the title of the book. You get a second book, second point if you can come up with the author as well. Are there minus points for <laughs> no. wrong guesses? No, please no. I'll be in the negative so quickly. <laughs> no, we want Aaron to we want Aaron to possibly win, so we're not going to be taking away points. Creatively express myself. That's what this is about. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you'll. So uh, let's begin. Uh, hands on the buzzers. <laughs> uh, this book had a painting of a bird on the cover. I think it was about a... Sarah. Goldfinch by Donna Tart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could have been anything though, right? No, that one even I kind of knew. Yeah. So. Okay, okay. I didn't even have to get I into... Mean, maybe you could have... Maybe it could have been Cloud Cuckoo Land, but mm -hmm. I mean, my first thought was also Goldfinch, so. How about this one? This is a book, I think it was kind of sci-fi-ish. There were a lot of birds on the cover, and the author has three names. The title was All the Something and the Something. Is it All the Stars in the Sea? Nope. Nope, the cover had lots of birds on it. I think it was kind of sci-fi, maybe dystopic, maybe speculative fiction. Birds on the cover? Yeah. See, I already stumped you. <laughs> Sarah. Sea of Tranquility? No, in fact, this book is called All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jane Anders. <laughs> I mean, I've birds never in heard the of sky, that book. stars yeah. in the sea, it's the same thing. <laughs> okay, let's try another read. 
Let's try another easier one. We're stumped. <laughs> See, we went from like complete opposites, like, oh yeah, we got this, to like, oh God. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of those two. Sure. Is where we need to be yeah. difficulty wise. How about this? Uh, it's apocalyptic, and I think it involves Shakespeare and a cult. Tara? Emily St. John Mandel. And, sorry. <laughs> so you got one point, Susan with a steal. It's Station Eleven. Station All right, you'll both get points. <laughs> see, that's why I was going with the last one, Excellent. too, with Sea of Tranquility. Excellent. Okay, it's a book with someone's face on the cover, and the face is, like, kind of hidden by the person's hand, and they look like they're in pain or they're really sad. Sarah? A Little Life. That's correct. Anyone want to jump in with the... Hara. Holy cow. <laughs> a book that I've been told is going to devastate me if I ever read it. Apparently, it's really sad. Coming of age story, four friends, college, something. Anybody gotten up? Everyone's been too scared to read it, right? It just looks I mean, like a painful read. I, I like my murderous robots and space books. <laughs> These sound like it would hurt my heart too much. <laughs> the book was on one of those lists that was all about way, ways to challenge yourself by reading. Nice. So it's a pretty tough one. And it's long. It's 500-ish pages. It challenges yes. you in multiple ways. But an iconic cover, if you see it, you're never going to forget that it's like a photograph even, and someone just looks very dramatic. Okay, how about this one? Um, it involves hockey, and it's in Sweden. Little, little town, little Swedish town. They really, really like hockey. Hmm. Um, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess it's one of the books by... Frederick Bear. So close, so close. We're going to give you half a point there. It's by Frederick Bachman. Oh. oh. See, I, now see, that's what a, <gasps> like, that's what a patron would do when they come. They might, say, <laughs> they might say part of it, and then we have to guess the rest. Yeah, and that's when you start typing it in, and the catalog is like, oh, do you mean? Beartown? <laughs> that is correct. This is Beartown by Frederick Bachman. <laughs> Susan's getting one point there for sure. That was a good cut. That was good. That's some good like, team up. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. like, you can, I think you will also eventually share points if one of you can help the other. Okay. Yes. Okay. And this one, there's a girl who's being pressured to get married and she keeps talking to this handsome guy who's kind of a jerk. It's not the henna artist, is it? Nope. Okay. Nope. Mother really wants her to get married. Sarah. Pride and Prejudice? By Austin. <laughs> See, there's some easy ones coming. I was like, this sounds like Pride of Prejudice. <laughs> exactly. No, there'll be some classics thrown in here. Okay. There'll be some classics thrown in here. <laughs> okay, this is a really, really big, long book about addiction and tennis and popular media, and I really don't know what else. Susan. Carrie Soto is back? Nope. I really don't know what else. It was really, really long. Infinite Jest. Bye. Susan. <laughs> David Foster Wallace. All right. What is that book about? Susan and I should always work the reference desk together, I think. Is what I That's somewhere. why there's two chairs up there. Uh, so let's see. Okay, that was the end of round one. <laughs> that was the end of round one. We've got... Uh, How are our patrons? Are our patrons happy? I think so. I hope so. 
Sarah is in the lead with eight. Susan's got three. Aaron hanging in there with one. All right, let's go. Uh, here's another classic. I'll pre-warn you. It is a, it is a post-Civil War ghost story. It starts in Kentucky but winds up in Ohio. Sarah? Beloved. Morrison. Nice. That might be the end of the classics. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. In this one, a wife disappears and her husband becomes a suspect. And he also seems like a shady jerk, but Susan. Gone girl. Bye. Uh, Julian Flynn. All right. He seems like maybe a jerk. And uh, maybe the wife is also shady, too. I, I really hated the end of that book. Like, <laughs> I threw my copy of the book. I'm, I'm sorry to say I hated it so much. Across the Room, classic? Yes, I was so angry. I was so angry at him and his choices. I remember the year that that came out, and I saw it. I was on vacation, and I was on the beach, and I saw it. Like, every other beach chair, somebody was reading it. And I just remember, like... Every summer, that's the one, that particular summer, that was like the book of the summer that everyone wanted. Yeah. Did you see any of them in the sand? Because that would have been my copy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't like to be hyperbolic, but I remember seeing that book everywhere. And spawned thousands of domestic psychological thrillers. Still, well, still being heavily published today. Pause here in the middle of the podcast while I make sure that this is not an emergency. Hello? Hey, I'm on the middle of a podcast. Can I call you back in 20 minutes? Yes, I will. I will do. I'll bring you a book. Okay. That was my mom, who I'd called earlier in the day. Got a busy signal, and she just called to ask me to bring her a book home. Literally, I mean, that, that is was it. very important. What are you stuff. gonna What are you gonna bring her? I have no idea. She'll, she either needs something off the new shelf that is Michael Con Michael Connolly. Michael Connolly? Harry Bosch. Or Connolly or Baldacci-esque is what she needs. She needs mm -hmm. she needs not the junk food thriller, but nearly a junk food thriller kind of a thing. Okay. This is I feel a... Like we should be ringing in with suggestions. Phone just playing around. Carlin Coben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Provide me some... some Stuart Woods. <laughs> provide me some authors who are like Louise Penny or just Louise Penny. <laughs> Mike, oh, what's that new guy? Osman is writing all the like Thursday night, Thursday supper club murders or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always a fan of the classic um, like fluke books where it's all like the the different cozy murders and there's always recipes. recipes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just want to eat the food. <laughs> all right. So this book, I think, takes place in Italy. It's about. Uh, two friends and one of the friends is narrating and thinks the other friend is amazing. Sarah? Talented Mr. Ripley? Nope. Susan? Is it Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter? Nope. Nope. This is just a book about two friends. And one really thinks the world of the other one. Set in Italy. I need another hint. I think they're growing up together. It's a coming of age story. Oh, oh. Is it Call Me By Your Name? Nope. Nope. I think this is about uh, two women. All I, all I can think of now is Under the Tuscan Sun, but I don't think that's it. You're both so close. 
Actually, I don't know if you are. <laughs> uh, if you give up, it is a book called, uh, and someone else helped me on the author pronunciation, but it's called My Brilliant Friend uh, by Ferrante. Ferrante, uh, yes. By Ferrante, which I think got turned into a movie or a show at this point. Also a fairly popular book. Let's see. Some was, YAs are coming up, I promise. I was stumped. I need another clue on that one. I mean, I know. <laughs> it was a work of translation. I only heard about it. So. <laughs> We're all stumped. Okay. Okay, so this okay, book. This book had uh, the the cover was just comprised of like all of these crashing waves that look like these torrent of waves on the cover and like big text and Obama really liked it. Came out in 2015, I think. I think it was about a married couple. Sounds like a Ruth Ware book that I've read, but I don't think it's a Ruth Ware book that I nope, read. Nope, literary fiction. The House by the Cerulean Sea? Nope, the entire cover was just waves, just crashing waves. Just waves flashing here, this way, and that. No boats on the cover, no horizon, just water. Big old text and a big endorsement from Obama, putting it on his summer reading list. Has been discussed on the podcast before, and Sarah was able to, to name it by name. I named it by name? With those clues alone. I did not. <laughs> now you're competing against yourself, Sarah. You didn't even realize it. Like, past Sarah is smarter than present Sarah. I feel, like, amazing. You Let's know. see. What? Nope. This is, like, this is this is her, her best book. She, she had a book recently that Sarah also read, that Sarah... Gave kind of maybe three and a half stars to only three stars. I can't think of anything else she's she's written right now. Wild guess. It was written by Michelle. <laughs> this is a book. <laughs> let's say let's say the first half of the book is told from one of the married couple's perspective, and the second half is the other's perspective. Sarah Lauren Graf. Fates and Furies. There you go. Oh my god! That took forever. <laughs> Waves my, all over the cover. My brain is processing so slow. It's a holiday week. You can tell, like, the closer we get to the holidays, the less it seems to be going on because you're just thinking, like, I gotta get that turkey ready. I gotta get make the mashed potatoes. Why, why can't I think of anything else she's written right now? What did she write before? The Matrix that you love. No, I love The Matrix. But Arcadia. What? Arcadia. Which I thought was great. And T uh, Monsters of Templeton, which I thought was also yes. great. And, and the one with. I think it had a panther on the cover. Florida. Florida. That's short stories. Nice. Yes. Susan but with the see, cover description. But see, that's, that's sometimes what we have to work with. It's right. Maybe somebody only knows the cover or that the author was a woman or that. But the, the trick on that one was the, the dual perspectives. perspectives. I had to get there. Yep. I had yep. to get there. How about this one? It's a World War II novel set in France, and one of the main characters is blind. Susan. All the Light You Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. Kaboom. That's a win. I think also potentially adapted for movies or shows. I'm going to just keep mentioning that for everything that, that we That was get a to. great. That was a really good book. I liked that a lot. Yes. That is one of my top 10 ever. It's an amazing book. I love it. Okay. So this book, uh, it was about twins and it had a lot of like pink and purple and pastels all over the cover with their faces. I think it took place around the civil rights movement coming up out of the south vanishing half yes by 
Susan. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> God. Britt Bennett. Uh, excellent work. <laughs> Susan going in for the steal. Yeah. So you're going to be quicker if you I do know, that. I know, I know. Okay, in this book, there are two families and a fancy, like, closed-off community, and one's richer than the other, and then there's some pyromania or something. (laughs) Celeste Ng. Um. Any other guesses? Susan. It's little fires everywhere. There you go. I can only do half things today. That's okay. I did put in pyromania, just in case. Um, All right. So this one might be a harder one. I don't know if anyone has read this one. I'll just tee it up for you and let you know that it is possibly in the realm of sci-fi, dystopic, speculative fiction. It's... The cover has this big kind of neon, like, bridge looming over it, and it's about new york or something and new york is alive or has a beating heart sarah it's nk jemison cities and any other guesses the city we became okay you got it (laughs) (laughs) a book where new york is sort of like a living creature yes if not possibly maybe creature is the wrong word character character yeah Okay, so that is, I think, the end of round two. Uh, we're doing good. I s- promise there's YA books coming, or at least I think. <laughs> my one shot, which I'll probably just, like, it'll totally go over my head, and I'll be like, oh, no, is that adult fiction? Where is that? Did I read that? Let's Don't put see. faith in me. <laughs> I think this book had apples on the cover, and I think it had to do with tennis. I remember liking her other books more than this one. Apple? Susan? Um... The author is. Oh, 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 oh. hold on! Uh, you got me now. Now I know it. Like now I know it. It's uh, Leanne Moriarty is the author. Correct. She also wrote The Husband's Secret and um, Big Little Lies. Um, big. Yep. And Big, big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. This ain't. And no, this is. Oh, I can see the cover. It has. Yeah, it had an apple on it. And it was about tennis. And somebody went missing. Why are there so many books about tennis? And more than people that play tennis, maybe. These novelists make a real racket. Oh, I can, I can just see the cover and I know. Nope, time is up. Any other guesses? I had Leanne Moriarty. <laughs> Aaron, any guesses? It's called Big Something, right? Big Secret? The big game. The big secret. The big secret game. <laughs> it's a big secret tennis game. <laughs> the book. Wait, wait, the big racket. That's it. <laughs> the big racket. The I solved it, guys. <laughs> Send word to Moriarty. Send word. <laughs> the book is called Apples Never Fall. There are apples all over the cover. And I really had no idea what it was about. So. Wow, that one. I... I really forgot that. Like, it took me a minute to get the author, and I got the author, but I really forgot the... I think it's her most recent, right? It is. Yeah. And it was really popular, but I guess it just... I read it, and then it must have just gone somewhere, and something else took its place instead, because... 
I mean, I've, I've already forgotten the of, title. If it wasn't that good of a book um, by popular consensus, then those don't usually stay in memory as well because you're like, I just want to forget it. Go back to the good ones. <laughs> Less gonna, writing about tennis, people. <laughs> I'm going to try to tee this one up for Aaron. This book had a giant red pushpin on the cover and a map. Okay. Go ahead, Aaron. It's John Green. Yes. Paper Town? Correct. Oh, <laughs> trying to take it from me, Sarah. You was seeing it up to me. This is a game. <laughs> I Sarah, deserve pity points. Sarah is in World Cup mode. Sarah is in full-on hooligan mode. She's ready to go. Okay, this book had a kind of a turquoise-ish cover and it had a guitar head and a guitar neck on it. Yep, sir. Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan. Win. Winner of the Pulitzer freaking prize of 2011 or whatever. Incredible book. It was very good. I've okay. not read the follow-up though. This one, might, this one might be tricky. We'll see. Let's see if I can even read this. I picked this book because I see it repeatedly listed on the best books of the 2000s, even if I haven't read it. I know that it takes place in London, I think in the 70s, and it opens kind of darkly with an attempted suicide, but then it turns into this poignant and honest look at Britain's treatment of immigrants. Cover involves a color. The title involves a color and a piece of anatomy. British author. I'm just going to say red hand. Because <laughs> if you need a color in a body part, I've got a chance. <laughs> it is It is that. It is color, body part. Ooh, see, I that is the title. For you guys. You're it welcome. is only two words. <laughs> it's just a two-word title. British author, highly acclaimed. When did you say it was written? Um, it came out in the year 2000. It's, a, it's technically, I guess, an old book. But when you look up best books of the 2000s, you'll always see this book listed. Oh, um, maybe the author is Jonathan Safran Fuller. Nope, British author. Oh, British author. Okay. Because mm-hmm. there, there, there is a book that he wrote that has a hand on the cover that's red. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not, the, that's not the one if it's a British author. No, we know it's not a red hand is the title. Oh, right. You said the title had a body part in it. And the color. Col- it's color than, than body part. And the answer is also not green foot, in case Aaron goes there next. Oh, it's going to go foot next. <laughs> is it head? Uh, it is. It's a part of It's a part of your head. Mm-hmm. Blue eyes? The answer is White Teeth by Zadie Smith. <laughs> a book I hear great things about all the time. I swear I'll pick it up one day. You just wanted me to stop listing body parts and this one, this one also goes out. <laughs> this one also goes out to Aaron. Uh, so, so give her a shout. At this oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have gotten white teeth. I'm mad at myself. I also don't actually don't know if uh, Aaron's actually even read this book, but I know that it has been turned into. It was adapted into a film in the early '90s, and it was a very popular film. Uh, Turned into film in the '90s. I think okay. it involves a mathematician at an amusement park who won't stop talking about fractals and chaos theory. And there's another guy in a control room who keeps lighting up cigarettes. First of all, let's talk about why there's a guy in a control room lighting up cigarettes in a YA novel. Well, he's you don't see that much anymore. He's worried about the attractions breaking out of their enclosure. Oh. Not a five minutes at Freddy's thing, is it? Nope, nope. It's a mathematician, mathematician. who is some for some reason invited to 
an amusement park along with a few other various characters. Not everybody makes it to the end of the book. Oh, I do like it when it happens. <laughs> it makes me sound bad. But... No, a lot of YA, the danger isn't real because usually everyone makes it to the end and it's like, that's not realistic. Kids loved this movie because it was adapted by a director who makes movies that tend to be loved by children, but it was definitely written by a book for adult audiences by the same guy who's responsible for producing ER and Westworld. No. Who's invo- producing, star- producing that starring in it, right? Yep, this is a book that got turned into a popular movie in the, er- as soon as you said ER, in the early 90s. I wasn't born I was like, until the early 90s. <laughs> it involves dinosaurs. Is it, is it Jurassic Park? <laughs> it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's not a YA book. It isn't. I said it was for adult audiences. Oh. Well, you said, oh, this is an Aaron one. I was thinking it was a YA. But I had no idea whether or not you... To be fair, we have talked about Jurassic Park before. I was also thinking YA. Okay, okay. You're, th- that was too tricky. Does anybody know who wrote Jurassic Park? Yes. <laughs> You'll all get a point if you can all answer at the count of one, two, three. Crichton. Michael Crichton. Okay, you all get points. Michael Crichton, producer of ER, starring George Clooney. Okay. Let's see here. All right. This was a uh, Swedish thriller with a punk rock hacker and a newspaper reporter. Susan. Um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes. So who's the author? Uh, um, last name is Larson. We'll give you that. Steve. We'll give you that. Steve Larson. Great. Okay. In this one. In this one, a whale spits out a person with albinism on a beach in some whacked out Canadian colony. (laughs) It's Jeff's favorite book called Galore by Michael Crummy. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I think the last time we played this game, I guessed that initially, like before even any questions were answered. So that one doesn't even feel like I should get points for that. (laughs) That's just a callback, really. (laughs) Yes. Uh, this is a YA book, probably from the. I don't even know. I, it, maybe it's maybe it's not maybe it's not as old as I think it is. I it's don't know a, YA stuff ages quickly. But two it years came is like two decades. <laughs> oh, this came out. This came out minimum of forty years ago, and it's about <laughs> it's about some punky roustabout kids. I think one of them was called Golden Boy, Gold Pony, Pony Golden Pony. Stay Golden Pony. Stay. <laughs> Who can help me finish it's this? The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. That book is so old. <laughs> it is super old. <laughs> it was like in the 60s. Okay, there you yes. go. And, and actually, this is an interesting trivia fact. Her name is really, so it's a woman who wrote it, and the S.E. stands for Susan Elizabeth. Wow. And I read that in something that I read about the book years ago, and it's Pony Boy is the character that you were Stay Golden Pony Boy. Correct. And she makes a cameo in the movie as the nurse. And the movie stars like every heavy hitter of early 90s and late 80s movies. If anyone can name more than one person who stars in that movie, you... Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe. Okay, all right. I was going to say... Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Aaron, if you can Ralph name... Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> if Aaron can name... No, don't ask me about actors. That's even worse than me trying to guess authors or fuck titles. <laughs> See Thomas like, Howell. Like, that's how I 
you know you're in true, true, like, Hollywood A-lister if I know who you are. <laughs> Do you know who any of those people are? I know Patrick Swayze. That was a familiar name. Um, what's some of those other ones? <laughs> Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I know him. Yeah, Mission Impossible. There you go. Rob Lowe sounds familiar. He's brunette. I don't know. Good guess. <laughs> I had like a one in three-ish chance. I was going to see if I could come up with one more question on, on the fly. Is it more characters from The Outsiders? Isn't Diane Lane in that too? <laughs> <laughs> we should, yeah, that'll be our next uh, our next one. Uh, here's one more for uh, for Aaron or, or possibly anyone. Um, possible future dystopia and... Uh, kids have to go fight each other for some reason. Go ahead, Aaron. Hunger Games? Yes. Suzanne Collins. <laughs> what is that book about? <laughs> oh, so much murder. So much fun. You know, I really do appreciate, once again, not everyone survives. <laughs> I think people could legit walk up to you and say, this is a book where kids fight each other or kill each other. Oh, I, you and know, that's it? I, I could it's either that or, um... Oh, gosh, what's that other one where they all fight? It's the whole school from, like, Japan gets put on an island and has to fight each other to the death. Battle Royale? Thank you, yes. Battle Royale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is it, Sarah. I told you you would win, although Susan made a game of it. Uh, you got 20 points, Sarah. Uh, Susan got 14, and Aaron got a respectable 7. That's more than I did last game we played. Bravo. So. I think Susan and I have a complimentary uh, one of us forgets, the other one remembers, which makes us a good team on the reference desk. Do, do you, it's just, this is such a specific question. Do you have any, any memories whatsoever of like some ridiculous times people came up and said, hey, I think I'm, I'm looking for such and such a book. Has any stuck in your minds? One stuck in my mind not that long ago that somebody approached and she said that she read it last year and that it started off in Italy. My brilliant friend? <laughs> it was not my brilliant friend. It was um, a book that I had read called The Shoemaker's Wife by Adriana Trigiani. And it's such a good family drama, covers multiple continents, multiple generations. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's less light and fluffy than it looks like it might be on the cover. I don't like her covers always, mm -hmm. but... Um, it was really fun, and I think the patron's face was sort of like, how did you get there from that? Uh, so it, it was really, it was, my, it was my favorite game to play. Nice. I had one patron ask me, it's like, I'm looking for that book that's got Elijah Wood in it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you want Lord of the Rings, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is fun when when we can figure it out and then the patron's like, you do it. How did you do that? And it's like, well, we do do this every day. You know, we, we see some we, of these books a lot. We do it every day. And a lot of times, like, you know, because we're around the books and we have to go and find them from the shelf and we also read them, but we also just see a lot of them. It can, it can just be second nature almost. So I knew Paper Towns by John Green, even though I've never read it, just because it was like. It was so popular for a while. Right. That, yeah. yeah. I can just picture the cover like I've read it without right. actually right. having read it. Like, and, yeah. and all the light you cannot see was like that when it was so popular because I remember we 
started to get reviews of that one from the different sources and everyone had given it five stars and really, really talked about it and publicized it and then people just wanted it constantly. So that one was a really big one. And then it's, I think it's always fun to see like, what's the book of the year gonna be? What's like the book of the moment gonna be? Because mm -hmm. every year it's something different. I mean, I remember um, Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ning was also like that. It just had a huge readership from day one. Yeah, there's some that just hit the ground running and have a pretty good run of it where just everyone wants to read, you know, that book. And it doesn't always last forever. And then it goes and fades into the back of our minds for... Like white teeth, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like other ones that you're like, oh, yeah, well, like, people know the Hunger Games, you know, it's... And the book thief, too. Yeah, oh, the book People thief. People really knew that one for a long time. Or sometimes they might come up trying to describe, like I said, um, Baldacci and Connolly. They might have a, a, a mystery where it's a character you're following. And they, maybe they're not looking for a specific book. I'm looking for that book. I think it takes place in, like, Montreal. And there's this inspector in a small town. Anybody? Go, Ooh, Louise yes, Penny. Louise Penny. Louise Penny. Inspector Gamache. Heck yeah. I tried reading those. I didn't care for them actually or I'm, I'm looking for a ya book it's got i think a boy and a girl on the cover but their backs oh, are that, turned to us like all of them <laughs> <laughs> their backs are turned to us and they both have headphones on and the wires are kind of like part of the title the rainbow rowl oh, i can't look at yes, that title yes i know that eleanor one. and park oh, yeah there yeah, you go there, there, there you go that was a really good one too None of those points count. I'm just throwing them more at you. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. We retally. <laughs> when is when is the podcast going to be where we talk about tennis books? Yeah, oh, because God, is no. it coming up? Taylor Jenkins, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yep. She has one. And then, well, I already talked about the, the biography of Roger Federer. That was on a different podcast that we did. There was that one. And then there's Apples Never Fall. I didn't even know that was about tennis. Well, yes, because the, the family... The, the plot was that there was this family and they were famous for tennis because they had owned a, ten a tennis academy and they're from Australia. And then it was a, it was sort of a mystery thriller because someone went missing. And then tennis was sort of the theme throughout while they were trying to solve the mystery of who was missing and where did they go and why and it had different perspectives like like she usually does it was almost like the ones by lucy foley that mm -hmm. have the different perspectives is lucy foley the guest list lady yes, yes. they oh just talk about a moment here closed room mysteries are a thing i yes. love them they are having a moment i love them so much they're even in movies camera. yeah it's like, who doesn't like to try to play along and solve it when you know you have a limited suspect list? Mm -hmm. You're basically, everything that you are looking for in solving it is right there in front of you. You just have to piece it together, right? I got the Christie was on to something. Um, where was I going <laughs> to go with this? Oh, just a quick joke. Quick joke. Never date, never date a tennis player. They don't, they don't value love. Um, so that's it uh, we should uh, end this episode by saying that I think we'll inevitably think up another game show of some kind we don't know what it'll look like or it'll just be this with a different round of librarians I want to just like have a 
a podcast where Aaron tries to name at least one actor oh, in popular gosh. movies, <laughs> but none of we're not ringing in. It's just Aaron on the hot. <laughs> it's it's just me saying the couple of lists, like us go down a list of six names in like a, a role. Just okay, let's see. Is it Daniel Radcliffe? Is it Aaron? Aaron, Paul can... Hollywood. It's Paul Hollywood, isn't it? Aaron, can you name one person who is in no. Jurassic Park? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you could have named the dinosaur. Oh yeah, there you go. There's several dinosaurs I can name. Remember the Velociraptors? You could have said Velociraptor oh, and then wait, you would have um, had an answer. Um, Chris Pratt was in a modern one. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. Counts. Yay. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. There was, I assure you, a mathematician played by Jeff Goldblum, and he's on the island for some reason, as you recall in the first one. Uh, but that should have been on the poster in 1993. <laughs> Quote, there are several dinosaurs, I assure you, <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Uh, this... I Come on, Sarah. This has been another episode of A Little Too Quiet, another game show version uh, where we played... It was called Reverse Ready Reference with our librarians here. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the friends of the Ferndale Library for making this podcast a reality. And thanks to John Duffy, too, for giving us music to open and close the the show. Uh, Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll be back next week with more. Thanks for listening. 